Amen. Amen. Give God praise again. Amen. Um, this week, we're going to begin just a quick two-week uh, uh, series. I call it a series, but I don't know if two weeks is considered a series. But for the next two weeks, we're going to uh, talk uh, from the topic of unplugged. Unplugged. Basically, the idea is disconnecting from technology so that we can connect in relationship with God and one another. Amen. Unplugged. Amen. Unplugged. So we, we're going to talk talk through that. And I know from the video, I'm sure that we all can uh, relate to that and those experiences in some area of our lives. Amen. As human beings, as, as we kind of get into it, as, as human beings, we, we all desire social connection. Yeah. We, we, we all desire to be connected to other people. Relationships, we know that they are vital uh, to our happiness and to our, our well-being. But uh-huh. the unfortunate thing is because we are so busy and because our society is so fast-paced that relationships sometimes go unattended. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and as a result, we, we have used technology as, as a tool in order to help us to connect with one another. And, 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 and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, with using technology as, as yeah. a tool. But, but the unfortunate thing is, is that technology uh, is not necessarily the solution, but it's simply just a Band-Aid. It, right. it can be just a Band-Aid. Uh, social media is good. Um, we get to connect with people from all around the world. We get to be reconnected with friends from third grade and kindergarten and high school that we haven't heard or seen from in a long time. Yeah, that's good. But, but the unfortunate thing is, is that technology has become so uh, important in our lives that it's almost distracted us from having what we should see as real relationships. And, and so, so for the next couple of weeks, we, we just want to discover how God's plan for plugging into real relationships with him and others uh, contradicts uh, our connection with technology as a substitute. All right. So let, let, me, let me start by, by saying this morning that technology is, is not the problem and it's not the enemy. So, so by no means am I here bashing technology. I have my iPhone, my iPad, you know, my computers. I have all the devices, all the technology, just like all of us. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's not the enemy because God gave man the wisdom to be able to develop these things. Yeah. That he, he gave us the wisdom to be able to come up with these tools that are helpful in our lives. Yeah. So the issue is not with the tool but it's how we choose to use them in our lives. It's the level of significance that the tools have, have placed in our lives. All right. We all have been just like the lady in the video where we're trying to connect with our spouse and, and, and we're trying to have a conversation, but yet they're distracted by what? The cell phone. They're, they're texting, they're checking their posts, they're, getting, they're taking a picture, they're doing yeah. something. On the cell phone. Uh-huh. Now, I, I know that most of the women here could probably attest to us as men that, that we be, get distracted by our technology, right? Okay, well, I guess the women, I guess y'all don't want to beat us up because it's Father's Day. I appreciate that. Amen. But a lot of times, us as men, we get distracted by the technology. We could be out at dinner, right? And, and we know that there's a game on that's important yeah. to us. And so, and so every now and then, we, we find a way to kind of slide the phone out to check the score Amen. real quick. 
You know, we, we all, we all do this. But the problem is, is that, that, that the more that we engage in this type of behavior, what we're doing is we're hurting relationships. And, and, and so, so when we look at this, the tools that we have created to maximize our connections with one another are being used to the extent that they are causing us to be separated from one another. Isn't that interesting? The very thing that we created to connect, they have taken so much priority in our lives that they're causing disconnection. When our lives are dictated by the tools to the point that we can't function or even live independently of its uh, use or its place in our lives, it has become an idol. Mm -hmm. In in Exodus 20 and 3, the Bible says that God specifically says, you shall have no other gods before me. Now, I know you might say, come on. Pastor Vincent, come on, PV. How how is my phone my? Well, I'll give you examples. Think, look at these statistics. People check their cell phones an average of thirty four times a day. Sixty six percent of people fear losing or being without their cell phone. Seventy five percent of people use their cell phone in the bathroom. We're not even going to go any deeper into that. Fifty five percent of women would rather leave home without makeup than leave without their cell phone. 63% of people say that they would climb through a trash bin to find a lost cell phone. <laughs> Nearly 50% of people between 18 and 44 admit to having used their mobile device to send suggested pictures to other people. Ah. We see the decay that, that's happening of the use of these phones. 30% of those surveys said their mobile device has come between them and their spouse. Uh. So, so we see that, that, that there is, it, it, it has been positioned, the tool has been positioned in, in our lives as such a high priority that now it is becoming something that disconnects us. So for the next two weeks, this week we want to deal specifically, you know, kind of talking about the uh, cell phones, but, but really showing how through, if we would put the same level of energy into God, as we do in the checking our cell phones, we, we can see some impact. Amen. Then next week, we're going to talk about social media. Okay. And, and we're going to talk about why social media is not so social. Okay, but today we're, we're going to talk about, can you hear me now? All right now. Can you hear me now? All right. Our, our scripture that we want to just cover uh-huh. uh, for this moment uh, comes from 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10. It, it, it really is a, a good example um, from the Bible of how God is trying to connect with us, but because of other things in our lives, um, and we, we will use the example today of cell phones, that we, we miss that connection. Yeah. So we here see here in 1 Samuel 3, 1 through, 1 through 10, I'm not going to read it exactly, but I'll paraphrase it, but you can follow along, that basically there was a boy named Samuel. Now we know Samuel was, was, was the, the son that was, that was blessed uh, to... To uh, Hannah, uh, that that she 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 was 
looking for a child, and, and she prayed for a child, yeah. and Eli, the priest, told her that, that God was going to bless her. Yeah. And so as a result of her being blessed, she took this child that she had received, and she said, when he gets old enough, I'm going to give him back to God. Uh -huh. So it's a little background. So now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days, meaning God didn't speak very much because obviously people were too distracted by their cell phones. I'm just, I'm, I'm just joking, but they were distracted by something. Yeah. So there was no visions. So at the time, Eli, whose sight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord when the ark, where the ark of the God was. Uh -huh. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, here am I. Now this is Samuel's response to the Lord. Here am I. And he immediately ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you have called me. Yeah. But he said, I did not call you. Go lay down, boy. Um, I don't know if he said it like that, but that's what I would have said. <laughs> so he went and he laid down. Uh -huh. And the Lord God called him again. He said, Samuel. And Samuel rose up and he ran to Eli and he said, here I am, for you called me. Yeah. But he said, I did not call you, my son. Go lie down. I'm trying to get some sleep. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. All right. And he rose and he went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. Then Eli, I guess finally after being woken up the third time, got the sleep out of his eyes and realized what was happening. So he perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down, and if he calls you again, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears me. Yeah. And then God came to him another time, and Samuel said to him, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears you. Yeah. Amen. The first thing I want to kind of point out is as we try to look at how we can displace some of our priority off of our cell phones, as an example, and put some of that priority into God, the first thing I want to, to point out is that we have to check our reception. All right, now. We, we have to check our reception. Now, yeah. now when, you, when you have a cell phone, and, and, and we all have heard uh, that commercial from Verizon that was very popular with the guys walking around all over the world, and he's saying, can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Mm -hmm. Can you hear me now? Uh -huh. and, and the whole point of that, that commercial was to express how that Verizon's network was able to connect people. Yeah. That, that in essence, that no matter where you go in the world, you would always have reception. Yeah. But friends, I wonder, I wonder, what is our reception like with God? Uh, uh, when, when God is speaking into our lives, does God have to continually repeat, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? What, what level of reception do we have in our lives for the voice of God? Now, there's an illustration. An old couple was sitting by a fireplace, and, and, and the husband looked over uh, at the wife and had a romantic thought, and he said, after 50 years, I have found you tried and true. Yeah. The wife hearing wasn't so good, and so she said, what? And so he repeated it again. He said, after 50 years, I've I found you tried and true. To which her reply was, yeah, after 50 years, I'm tired of you too. <laughs> All right, can, can you hear me now? 
And, and that if, if we look at our lives, that sometimes God is trying to speak to us and God is saying specifically one thing. And because of our reception issues, we hear something else. Well, when God tells us to be still and wait, we say, oh, God, you told me to go. When God tells us to go, we say, oh, God, you told me to wait. Because of our reception, we are not able to clearly hear what God is saying to us. Uh-huh. Look at Samuel. Samuel almost missed out on God's calling for his life because his reception wasn't clear. Uh-huh. And he did not recognize the voice of God. Uh-huh. And friends, we need to realize that there's a big danger in having bad reception and ignoring the call of God. Amen. But what causes bad reception? It distractions in our lives. That, 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 and again, our lives are prioritized by what we want, what we think we need, what we want to do, but not what God has called us to do. Yes. Another thing that, that causes bad reception is our pride. That, that, that God is directing us and trying to lead us down a path, but because of our pride and we don't want to humble ourselves, then we stand firm in our disposition. But friends, no matter how bad your reception is or, or how you ignore the call of God, eventually at some place you're going to hear what God has to say. I'll give you examples. They're all through the Bible. Moses at the burning bush, he could not deny what God was telling him. He tried, he rejected, he pushed back. But at one point in time in that conversation, Moses had to yield to the voice of God. Look at the Israelites, 40 years in the desert because they disobeyed God. They wandered around in the desert for 40 years. Eventually, they had to yield to what God was saying. Look at Samson, who was captured by the Philistines. God told Samson specifically not to cut your hair because that's the power of your strength. And Samson allowed Delilah to convince him to do that. But eventually, even at the end of Samson's life, where he was blind and weak, he had to hear God's calling on his life. Look at look at Jonah, the classic example of of the prophet who God told specifically to go to Nineveh. Jonah said, I don't want to go to Nineveh. And so he found himself in the belly of a whale. So much so that after three days, Jonah decided, I better go to Nineveh. Look look at Paul at the time when he was Saul. He was on his way to Damascus to persecute, kill, imprison Christians. But along the way. Uh, on the road to Damascus, he saw the glory of God and he began to lead from that point in the movement for Christianity. Friends, where we have to be before you'll listen. The question is, where do we have to be before we'll listen to God's voice? Before we before we'll put aside the distractions of our lives and, 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 and try to work on our reception. Where do we have to be? Does it have to be divorce or, or disease or despair? Or even death knocking at the door? Well, what does God have to place in our lives where, where we give him uh, the choice and give him control over our lives? The question is, will you hear me now? We have to feel and, def- and fix our reception issue. So the second thing is this, that with God, we can't leave home without him. Amen. Now, old American Express commercial, we all know it, reminds us never leave home without it. Never leave home without it. And the reason why it says that is because we know that somewhere along the way, we might need it. Amen. And, and, and if you think about it, we have this, this same mentality when it comes to our cell phones. Never leave home without it. Uh-uh. Never leave home without it. If I leave home, I'm going back to get it. 
because 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 there's this this fear that if I don't have my cell phone, I'm going to be disconnected and God forbid people can't get a hold of me. You know, I don't know how we and I think about it. I don't know how we existed in a world that I was going to say 20 years ago, but 10 years ago where we didn't have so much access to one another. Like like how did we how did how did how did it work? I don't know how we made it. But but in in this in this world today, we we are always we'll never leave our house without our cell phone yeah. because just in case mm-hmm. just in case somebody calls yeah. just in case and, and the funny thing is, is and I'm sorry I'm getting on this tangent when, when, just in case somebody calls and 9 out of 10 you send them a the voicemail anyway <laughs> oh I must be the only one one that does that that does that I must be the only one that does it okay 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 so, 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 but, but many of us cannot operate if we forget our cell phones and heaven forbid that we go on a trip and forget to bring our charger. Oh, man. We, we, we trying to figure that thing out, right? We're going to the desk. Y'all got any chargers? You know, we trying to figure it out. And heaven forbid, if you're like me that was on vacation and you drop your phone in the ocean and it goes dead. But the great thing about that was that, that, that in that moment, God showed me, and he said, hey, look, you were here to disconnect, right? Well, guess what? You're disconnected. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes God has to do that in our lives. But, but let me ask you this question. What would our lives look like if we felt the same way about Jesus? What would our lives look like if we felt like with Jesus that I can't leave home without him? Yeah. That, that I can't go anywhere without God in my life. Yeah. Remember what Jesus said in St. John 15 and 5 in the last part of that verse. He says, for apart from me, you can do nothing. nothing. If we fully understood that without Jesus, we can do nothing. I think that we will begin to live our lives in this world a lot differently. Yeah. Look at another example. Mark 4, uh, Jesus, after teaching his disciples and, 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 and after teaching the people there, yeah. he, he told his disciples, let's go to the other side. Yeah. And, and, and so they entered, they got on the boat, and they proceeded to go to the other side. But while on the boat, a great storm came, yeah. and, and Jesus was right there with them. Now, eventually, we won't go through how they panicked and, and how they had lack of fear yeah. and all yeah. lack of faith and all that stuff. Uh-huh. But, but what we know is, is because Jesus was on the boat, he calmed the storm. Yeah. What does that tell us? Mm-hmm. That, friends, storms are going to come into our lives. Amen. It's a guarantee. That, that we are all going to have problems. Amen. But the thing is this. When you have Jesus with you, everything will be all right. Yeah, I'm witness. When we leave our homes, we think about the cell phone. Whether or not we have checked it, whether or not we've looked at our messages, uh-huh. whether or not such and such is trying to call us. However, we sometimes don't even think about Jesus when we go out into the world. Some of us go days without thinking about Jesus. But we always keep our phones close to us. Why? Just in case. We are so dependent on everything else, but we have to get to a point where I say, I need Jesus. And I need God in my life every day. Now, now, this, this great theologian, uh, you know what, I can't even uh, fake that, never mind. R. Kelly. <laughs> I, was like, I, was gonna go, I was like, you know what, no, that's too much of a stretch. R. Kelly said in one of his songs, the, entitled, I Can't Sleep, 
He says, I can't sleep, I can't think, I can't live without you in my life. I can't go on, this is my song. Don't want to do nothing. And that's what it says, don't want to. That's that's I'm reading the lyrics. Don't want to do nothing if I go away and I can't do nothing if you're not around. What if we thought about God that way? That I can't sleep without you. I can't think. I can't breathe. I can't live without you in my life. The songwriter said, this is my song. I don't want anything else. Because I can't do nothing if you're not around. This is a great thing about God's assurance to us is that we can't leave him anyway because he's always with us. Amen. Amen. He's always there. Uh-huh. We always try to separate ourselves from him. And that what Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them. For the Lord your God who goes with you, he will never leave you or forsake you. Never. Man. 139 Psalms, the whole Psalms deals with the fact that there is nowhere that we can get away from God. No we can, it says we can go to the highest heights, the lowest lows. We can, we can go wherever we try to go. There is nowhere no that world. we can get away from God. Yeah. Friends, God has made himself available to us. But what he wants from us is that we live our lives saying, I can't do anything without God in my life. Amen. Amen. Third point, make the call. How many calls do you average a day on your cell phone? Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy. You can scroll back through and see who's called you and how many people you have called. How many calls do you average a day? Mm-hmm. Consider for just a moment, if you called on the name of Jesus as many times as you dial a number on your cell phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that Jesus says this? And whatsoever you ask in my name, yeah. that I will do. Uh That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Amen. Do it. The only way to ask is to call on him. Amen. It's the only way. The only way to ask is to call on him. We call people multiple times a day Uh to ask them things that neither one of us really care about. Uh We call each other asking stuff that we already know the answer to. Just, you know, just frivolous stuff. Like, well, you know, I know you've had these calls. Like, why did you call me to ask me that? You know, we, we, we do this. But think about if we called on the name of Jesus, if we put as much emphasis in our, our daily communication with in connection with one another, in connecting with God, think about the impact in our lives. Can you imagine being face-to-face, in a face-to-face conversation with someone and then telling them to hold on a minute while you talk to Jesus for a second. <laughs> we, 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 hey, look, we do it all the time, right? We were in the conversation, phone right. Oh, hold on, hold on right quick. Hold on, hold on. Pick up the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. And then we go, okay, okay, let's pick it back up. But, 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 but in that same situation, have a conversation with somebody and say, oh, wait, 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 hold, hold on, hold on. Wait, Jesus? Yeah, okay. Yep, got it. All right, all right, we back in. To be honest, in a lot of our conversations, we need to stop and call on Jesus. Amen. 
especially in the work environment, because I know there's some situations and and meetings and stuff where where I need to stop and be like, wait, hold on, hold on. Jesus, we need to talk right now. We we, we need to infuse him into our conversation. Now, that, now, I know that person probably would think that we were losing our minds. And, okay, so what? Uh-huh. So what? So what? That's good for them. Or it might be an opportunity to witness to them. Amen. See, a lot of times what we think that, yeah. that, that the world will perceive as crazy, God says that he uses the foolishness of the gospel to compel men to be saved. Right. That, 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 in essence, the, the gospel, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is considered foolishness. Yeah. But he uses it in order to convince people uh-huh. to be saved. Yeah. I attend a lot of meetings, and during those meetings, cell phones are turned off or placed uh-huh. on vibrate so as not to disturb the meeting. Yeah. Now, however, people still pull them out, and I'm, I'm, I'm the worst with that in meetings because I think it's just a distraction because I don't want to be in the meeting. And so I, hey, I'm man. constantly checking my, my email or something on my phone. Mm-hmm. But, but at every break... People immediately, when they break from the meeting, they immediately reach for their cell phones to make calls or see who has called them. Uh-huh. It is like an addiction almost. Mm-hmm. Imagine, if you will, the response you would get when you were in a meeting and you took a break and while everybody else was pulling out their cell phone, you pulled out your Bible just to talk to Jesus. Uh-huh. What, if, what if you went into a corner <laughs> and you bowed your head and began to pray? And just caught and just called on him yeah. and, and had a conversation for a while. Uh-huh. All of us at some point in time, don't raise your hand or admit to this, have talked on our cell phones while we're driving. Hopefully you've done it hands-free. <laughs> Amen. Hopefully if you and if you're not, please do it hands-free, please. Ever talk to Jesus while you were driving? Most of us are, are, are infamous for, for texting, uh-huh. and, and I've been driving down the highway watching other, watching, watching other people text, because oh, yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't do that <laughs> while, while I was driving. <laughs> I, I've received text messages while, while I, I've been driving as well. Yeah. But what would happen if, if we rushed, like we were so in a hurry, when we hear that chime, um, and, and, and my wife Joy has a new chime for her text messages and, and it says, I have a text, I have a text we're going to see how long that lasts Amen. But, 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 but when we hear that ding when we hear that, that message come yeah. through yeah. How, how quickly we are to, to get to that phone yeah. and who, who's texting me, who's texting me what, what, is, what is this message mm-hmm. but are we that quick to receive the message from God yeah but yet, imagine our lives that we responded to Jesus' text messages every time, we, and we read them every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah, did yeah. so with urgency, just as we do with ourselves. Uh-huh. God is saying to us that, that it's good. I've given you the knowledge. I've given you the wisdom to create this technology. Yeah. But he said, what if, what if you applied the same level of priority same level of emphasis, the same level of need and desire and passion and addiction even in your life to this technology. What if you apply that to your relationship with me? As I close here, I want you to think about this for for the coming week. What if you put your phone on Do Not Disturbed 
and then try to reconnect with the loving God that created you. All right. What if instead of reading text messages and email on such a frequent basis, uh huh? What if you decided, hey, I'm gonna pick up my Bible and read the book of Psalms yeah. to get to know the heart of God. Or maybe I'll read Proverbs to, to see how God wants me to get along with people. Or maybe I'll uh -huh. read Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John to really <laughs> understand the life and the calling of Christ. Yeah. What if we stop taking so many selfies <laughs> and started seeing the picture of life that God has called yeah. us to live? Yeah. What if instead of checking our phone and it being the first thing we do when we wake up uh -huh. and the last thing we do when we go to sleep, what if we just, in those moments, just reveled in what God yeah. thinks about us yeah. and how he has blessed us oh, every day? Uh -huh. What do we think the, the, the impact that that would have in our lives? Oh, no. Oh, no. Friends. I'm not saying that technology is bad. Uh-huh. Because it's not. No, no. But what, I'm, what I am saying is, is that we need and we can yeah. invest more in our relationship with God. Yeah. And use, let the tool be the tool uh -huh. that God's created it to be. Yeah. And not the idol right. that separates yeah, yeah. and distances us from the creator, yeah. our God. Yeah. Stand to your feet as we close out today.